Hey guys, welcome back to the After Amen podcast. I'm Tanya. And I'm Josh, and we're excited to bring you another episode. Hope you enjoy. Well, we are back this week with a special Mother's Day episode, and I am so excited that we have three very different perspectives this week to um, just kind of celebrate moms um, on this special day. Um, I am here with Shelby Witten, who is a brand new mom to her second baby, um, literally what, six and a half weeks? Uh, yep. By the time this airs, he'll be, he'll be seven, seven weeks, weeks mm-hmm. on that day. So, yep. She has a two-year-old and a seven-week-old. So, um, both boys. And then we have our pastor's wife. Miss Regina Owensby. Hello. <laughs> and she is also a boy mom. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no uh, girl mom representation here today. Yeah. Um, but she has two grown boys who have married. And I now have daughters she, now. That's right. She has daughters in love yes. now. And two great ones, by the way, I yes. might add. And then she has two beautiful grandbabies. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so she's in um, kind of a, a new stage in life, too, with the being a grandmother and a fun stage. Oh, gosh. I've always heard that. the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> I've always heard that's, uh, that's way surpasses motherhood, but I don't, I don't know how, but they say it does. So. <laughs> definitely don't know. And of course, I'm here. I have three boys. Um, If you don't know me, my boys are, they range in age, (laughs) 19, 17, and um, about to be 12. So, um, but we just kind of wanted to take a week and just really celebrate moms and um, maybe pour into moms a little bit and kind of give some encouragement because I think... um, you know, being a mom can be very draining. It's rewarding, but it also mm-hmm. can be very draining, and some people can feel like they've kind of been sucked dry. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we want to just take some time and, and just let you moms have a, have a full episode to yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess we'll, we'll just kind of get started, and we're just going to kind of bounce off of each other and – um, I made some notes of a couple of things to share and just some things that have helped me along the way. Um, so one of the things, I guess, off the top that I'd probably like to discuss is some of our biggest struggles mm-hmm. and our biggest takeaways so far in our motherhood mm-hmm. walk. Um, yeah, Miss Regina, you want to kind of start there? Kick it off. Well, I would have to say my biggest struggle, and you know, at at one point I was almost embarrassed to talk about this uh, in past times when we would teach or have marriage conferences, uh, but it reminded me of right after I got saved and when I finally got the courage to share my testimony. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to share all of the ugly. Yeah. But God finally got through to me. That's how I change people. 
right because they can they can hear your story Mm -hmm. and how messed up you were and see darkness transformed into Mm -hmm. light and the person you are now and it gives people hope right absolutely so no matter how ugly or how dirty your past is it's part of your testimony of what god delivered you from set you free from so i began to tell things Mm -hmm. share things in my past um that honestly um when i was in darkness i didn't realize how bad some of those things were yeah but it's like when the light was turned on and jesus transformed me I realized just how ugly my life was without him. Yeah. And even, you know, with raising kids, I said that to say this. I was I was the kind of mother that my husband could not discipline them like I could. Um he did it wrong and I did it right. I'm just going to be honest that that was, you know, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't just create that in my head. I, every situation that we would go through, it seemed like, especially Mm -hmm. as teenagers, when when the kids were teenagers, um, I thought he could have said that differently. He could have done that better. (laughs) And, And then I would, he would see the look on my face and we would begin to have disputes over that mm, right. of in 34 years of marriage god has we've had a wonderful life together mm-hmm. um god has shined his light on us we have really had um, a marvelous life the number one struggle and really the only struggle issue that we have had was that age with our kids from like 13 to the to when they left right uh and it was we would get through it we would forgive we would end up you know coming back and talking through it and i would own my deal he would own his but but then when another thing would blow up it was like you know we're gonna have to apologize again like a vicious cycle and and you know what i really believe that it goes back to um what I saw coming up, mm-hmm. uh, my stepdad raised me. My mom and dad married when I was five years old, and <clears throat> he knew how far he could go um, without catching her wrath. Mm-hmm. And she would step up because we were hers, right? And he couldn't discipline like she could. And I watched that. I watched that growing up, yeah. and um, you know that. I believe that will relate to a lot of people because mm-hmm. I think one of the, you know, you've got struggles with finances, you've got struggles um, with sexual issues, you know, all of these things in marriage that you work through mm-hmm. that they say those are the number one and right. number two issues. Right. But when you're raising teenagers, mm. and especially <laughs> when you have teenagers that rebel against everything that they were taught yeah. and everything they knew growing up, uh, it doesn't have to be that way, but people experience that. Yeah, Families right. go through that. They experience right. that. Uh, I was listening to Ron Carpenter recently, and he talked about um, a time that he went through with his son, whose birthday is actually today. Oh, wow. I saw that on, on Facebook today, but he said, you know, I'm, one night uh, I pastored this mag- really large church in South Carolina, and one night I'm running through a community um, 
the backyards of, of houses chasing my son mm. and he's all messed up mm. and um and you know the law had to be just a, a lot of things that he never saw himself experience doing and having to go through right. but you but you do yeah. and so I think my number one um I, I just have to take ownership of it and and strongly encourage uh, moms and dads to come together to be mm -hmm. on the same page yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and not feel like one can do the correcting better than the other Correct. because it does cause issues yeah. mm -hmm. and um, even though we could work through it, our children, we tried not to have the disputes in front of them, but they could feel the tension. They're smart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they knew. And then they're smart enough that they can say, okay, well, I can side mom against dad. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then you have that whole other issue. Yeah. So, um, you know, my prayer is that if you are listening and you have children, and, you know, that can begin even before teenage years. Absolutely. Um, that you come together, communicate about that, and always be on the same page when it mm -hmm. comes to correcting your kids. Yeah, that's good. So good. Um, so what would be one of your biggest takeaways? Like one of the things that was just kind of like an aha moment in, in your motherhood journey? Well... I think my aha was the moment I laid eyes on Logan. I mean, you know, I'm yeah. a, I look at him and I experienced, and you got, you can relate to this because mm -hmm. you've been there. Mm -hmm. um, and nothing tops that. No, yeah. no aha, you know, <laughs> after that, yeah. that, that is the number one. It was like, Oh my gosh. And y'all, he, they brought him in and he started crying and I freaked out. And I'm thinking, <laughs> that's what babies do. I'm glad I'm not the only one. I, did you do that? I did. I, I thought something was wrong the, and I'm thinking, why is he crying? And I panicked the first night we brought Eli home. I was oh, so gosh. scared. Yeah. I was I had no nurses to help me. And I was, um, let's see, I was not quite 21. Mm. Yeah. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, the nurse said that. He's okay. That's what that's what babies do. <laughs> right. They're supposed um, to. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I and then there are highlights. Uh, I remember being in um, Duncan Falls, Ohio, mm -hmm. with Steve and Jamie Harrop. This yeah. was before Jamie even got saved. Wow. Uh, Logan was four years old, and um, a lady. There was the altars were flooded that night and God was moving and it, people's lives were being changed and people slain in the spirit. And, you know, at this time, that church, they probably run five, maybe 500 and, um, the altars would just feel mm -hmm. and they would, they had a revelation of our evangelist is coming. We've got to invite the lost right and people would bring the lost oh, wow. and the lost would get saved That's and awesome. it, it, it was just amazing um but a lady came up to me in the altar and she said do you hear that and i'm thinking you know it was like when jesus asked who touched me and the disciple said what do you mean jesus <laughs> everybody's <laughs> touching you. right <laughs> but he felt virtue go out of him right yeah. and so when she said that i i thought there is a lot of noise going on, <laughs> yeah. a lot of praise going up. Yeah. And and I, then I tuned in to what she was referring to. 
And it was the sound of a child speaking in tongues. And she said, that is Logan. Oh my and I God. turned around wow. and he was praying in this beautiful heavenly language. And it was like everything else was like the sound was in a distance and the volume was turned up on him. Wow. And in that same meeting, he was baptized in water. Wow. So highlights like that, you know, I think about, I think about Noah, um, four and five and six years old, he would get up and put on his suit and <laughs> uh, his necktie and he, uh, he wanted his daddy's old briefcase and it was as bigger than him, you know, yeah. and he put his Bible in it and so uh, he had a play microphone and he had to have a change of clothes because he daddy always saw always his daddy change, change shirts after church. So he had a shirt to change into That's and so he would funny. say, mom, I'm going to preach. And uh, I've got a picture of him walking out of the front door and he would go next door um, just about every day and pray for his oh. grandma and grandpa, oh. uh, which was my grandma and grandpa, but in his great. And, um, you know, he would give an altar call every day. They would get, <laughs> they would get saved every day. Um, they had to be slain in the spirit, but they were old. So they'd just go back in the recliner and then he would take up an offering. I love it. <laughs> Mom, and tell me two people got saved. <laughs> So, you know, those are wonderful highlights oh that I won't ever forget. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, fast forward, um, he's um, he's traveling and ministering and yeah. come yeah. full circle, you yeah. know. And so God has God has been God has been so faithful. And, you know, for people that are going through struggles, uh, moms and dads with their kids, um, you know, my number one advice would be hang on. Mm hmm. Uh, continue to pray. Yeah. Don't stop praying. Trust God, and you will see the hand of God move. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the seed that was sown, you will you will see the harvest. Mm hmm. But you just you just can't give up. You can't lose hope. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And that's good. Yeah. Well, Shelby, you want to tell us in your short time as a mom, what your biggest takeaways and your biggest struggles have been? Um, well, to be honest, I feel like I have a lot to learn. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just getting started. So just listening to y'all, you know, and, and trying to get around other people that have a lot more experience than me is my number one mm -hmm. want to, um, yeah. to be able to ask questions and just listen. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing that we did whenever, you know, with the marriage and family life group, when me and Trey got married, we mm -hmm. just wanted to be around other people right. that had already done it. And so if we can miss out on some issues, that'd be absolutely. great. <laughs> By learning from someone. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. but really we're just learning. Um, I know, right. I don't know about you guys, but, um, we live in the time of the internet. So, and, uh, yeah. everybody's connected and every, there's a lot of information out there yeah. about the right way to do everything. Yeah. And a lot of opinions um, mm -hmm. of people telling you that this is the right way to do it and this is the wrong way and right. all of this. And so when I was pregnant with um, Isaac, our first son, who just turned two, um, I did all the research and I watched all the videos and I read all the articles yeah. and I thought I had... Um, figured out exactly how things were going to have to go because this is the right way to do it. Right. Um, and then I had him. <laughs> and things were not as easy <laughs> as I thought they would be. Yep. Um, yeah. So after being married for almost five years, um, 
and then deciding to have our son, uh, it was very shocking. Yeah. <laughs> because I was used to doing things the way, you know, what we right. wanted to do. And now yeah. we had a, a baby and our life completely changed forever, which right. has been yeah. amazing. But it was a big change. Absolutely. Um, but my biggest takeaway is figuring out what works for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not good. worrying so much about what people say is the right thing because it's not the right thing for everybody. Yeah. Um, every baby is different. And yeah. um, you just have to figure out in a safe way what works for you right. and go with that. <laughs> I'll be honest, you're ahead of the curve mm-hmm. if you realize that mm-hmm. because it took me a long time to realize that. <laughs> well, yeah. when I had this second one, I was like, all right, I'm going to be easy on myself <laughs> yeah. and um, not try, not try to push everything yeah. the way that everyone says and right. just kind of relax and go easy on myself a little yeah. bit so yeah and enjoy easier. every moment because you know you you blink and they they're in school and then you blink and they're married and it's yes it's, i know um, i'm constantly like stopping and being like hey am i am i living in the moment am yeah. i taking this in don't wish it away too fast and absolutely yeah yeah it's hard it's you get so into the routine and everything and you're just yeah you gotta take the time to Stop and mm-hmm. look around. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things I love watching about you and Trey as parents is how much you literally get down on the floor and play with Isaac. Mm-hmm. And I know right now you're in a stage where you can't do it quite yeah. as much because of Christian. But just, I mean, just oh, like when we're all over, over there. the floor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys are, you know, what's, you know, he kind of takes center stage and that's awesome. I think a lot of times in parenting, we get wrapped up in, like you said, the routine and and we don't always stop and enjoy the moment with our kids. And I was very guilty of that. Um, But yeah, Yeah. I I think especially with our phones and TV Mm -hmm. and just all the things that can distract us. You have to try to, you have to do it on purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You really do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our trying to do (laughs) we're still working on it but yeah Yeah, you're doing an awesome job interesting (laughs) well I guess um I'll start with my biggest takeaways um I think you know when when Josh and I first found out we were having Eli we had been married not quite two months and Hmm. or no we had I'm, I'm wrong. We had been married two months and, um, I was just in utter shock. I did not know what to think. I was just, I was panicking. I was, hmm. what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And he looks at me, he says, well, I guess we're going to have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Josh's best friend is bouncing around the house singing, I'm going to be an uncle <laughs> all over the house. And I'm like, would you stop celebrating for a minute? Because <laughs> yeah. I need to take this in. Yeah. Um. So I think, you know, Josh and I, if you know us, if you don't, I'll give you a little history. We got married very young. Um, uh, he was 18 and I was 19. So that tells you how we were when we found out we were having a baby. Yeah. <laughs> we're just babies ourselves. Um, but, you know, at that point in our lives, we were not financially stable. We were not, um, we didn't have anything figured out career-wise. Um, Josh actually did not have a job at the time. He was um, trying to find a job. Um, he had 
gotten home from basic training and um, AIT and had trouble, you know, finding a job. So I was the only one working. I was working full time. And I think, you know, by the time, obviously by the time Eli was born, he had a job. But I think a lot of my biggest takeaways come in that where I feel like we worked their childhood away. Yeah. And, you know, if I had a regret, Mm -hmm. it would be that I didn't take enough time with my, with my babies when they were babies. And, you know, it just, it was the way, as they say, the way the chips fell, you know, for us. Um, And it just happened to be the way where we were in life, you know. Um, Now, when Connor came along, Josh found out he was being deployed when I was seven months pregnant with Connor. So I was afforded the luxury of staying home with him. And I think that was when I realized, wow, Mm -hmm. this is what I missed with Eli. Yeah. You know, and which, I mean, it didn't hurt Eli. Eli stayed with my mom. So, I mean, he had the attention, you know, the one-on-one, but... Uh, I just realized how much I was missing out on. So yeah. when I did find a job, I found a a job that was great. It, um, you know, after after Josh came home from deployment, I I began working a job where I only worked four days a week, so I had plenty of time with the kids, and I got to work as well. And um, so I guess one of my biggest takeaways is, you know, not putting work before mm-hmm. your kids, and and you know, if they're having a rough day or something and you're like, well, I got to go to work, I got to go to work, mm-hmm. you know, if at all possible, you know, have a vacation day or or something, you know, or, or maybe go in late that day or, you know, don't ignore the rough days for your kids and, and actually spend that time if you can. Now, I know yeah. everybody's not going to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, and the other takeaway I think would be to really pay attention to your kids' behaviors because mm-hmm. I ignored a lot of things when my boys became teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, with my oldest son, he gave his testimony a few weeks ago, a little bit of it on the podcast. Um, but I began noticing attitude and just things that were just completely out of character for him just not the not the kid I knew Mm -hmm. um and I just kind of I didn't want to see it so I didn't see it um and he began to really manipulate me Mm -hmm. and I let him do it you know he would you know manipulate me into agreeing to things that I would never agree to you know like if he was grounded or something for bad behavior, manipulating me into, you know, letting him ungrounded or something, or or just let me go to this person's house, this, you know, just little things like that. And and I would say, you know, to somebody out there that if you're seeing behavior like that, don't ignore it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, in my other son, my middle son, Connor, he's also shared some of his testimony, but when you, if you see your kids really isolating themselves, pay attention to that because 
Connor dealt with a lot of depression and a lot of anxiety and, and some suicidal thoughts that I didn't know about because I didn't pay close enough attention. So, um, you know, I mean, you can always look in the rearview mirror and see things a lot clearer than you can, yeah. you know, when you're in the middle of them, but definitely don't ignore those things. Yeah. Um, and I kind of covered our biggest struggles. We've, you know, we've dealt with teenage years, I think was our biggest struggles. And we've got another one right on the cusp of them. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping I'm a lot wiser. <laughs> oh man, I'm going to need help. <laughs> I'm well, I'm hoping I'm a lot wiser this time through, but I can tell you this, I have two brothers of his that are they're not going to let him have an inch. So <laughs> I'm already noticing things like, you know, when, when he pops off or has an attitude or something, you know, I think they, they get they're him before I, <laughs> before I ever can. That's right. Um, but you know, and it's all out of love cause they don't want him to make the same mistakes, you know, that they did. Yeah. Um, you know, but to your point, um, when you were talking about Logan and the altars and one of my aha moments and one of my favorite moments ever is just when I would see my boys worship, mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes it wasn't even at church. Sometimes it was in the car or sometimes it was in, you know, their bedrooms. I have yeah. a video of Connor and Eli jumping around on their beds with their, um, what's the name of that game? Rock band or whatever, oh, yeah. the guitar yeah. from it. Yeah playing those guitars and saying, I'm Logan, I'm Noah. Uh -uh. And yes, oh, no wow. joke. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Cool. And, um, yeah, so, um, they are, um, those are some of my favorite <laughs> memories and, and the best memories that I have. That's so. cool. That's that so is so cool. <laughs> but if you haven't heard anything, newsflash, parenting is hard. Hmm. It may be one of the most difficult jobs mm -hmm. that we have, but I think it is also the most rewarding. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's not one of the, you know, it, well, it is one of the biggest responsibilities, if not the biggest responsibility that God has given us. And, you know, the reality is we will give an account for it one day Absolutely. and you know, I want, I've made mistakes and I've done things wrong. Um, and I, and I think there's grace in that. And every mother has, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I think if moms could just, if you are a nurturer and you love your children and you care for your children and, um, you know, you're teaching them about Jesus, uh, living the life, being the example, mm -hmm. um, even doing all of that, you're going to look back on it one day and you're going to see the different areas that you feel like you mm -hmm. fell short. So, yeah. you know, you're never going to get it absolutely right every single time. And, yeah. you know, I think moms just need to kind of give themselves a break. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, because when it when it's said and done, when when they're grown, if if you have raised them in a healthy home, taught them about the goodness of the Lord and um 
prepared them for adult living, mm-hmm. you've done your job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all of the other little things, you know, it's, if you've done those, then you yeah. get an A. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, so I have a few tips that I wanted to kind of go over that these are things that over the years in different ways have have helped me. Um, the first of those would be to develop your non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. And you talked about that not long ago in a, in a message here at church uh, Mr. Gina, things you don't negotiate on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in, in my opinion, and some may disagree, but I think that it should be a short list, but a very clear list. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously you don't want to get so detailed that you lose yeah. people when you're, you know, saying these are the things that are not negotiable. Yeah. Um, but, and they should be things that honor God and help teach your kids to keep God first. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the examples I could think of off the top of my head was to honor God with your time, Mm -hmm. not missing church, setting aside time for him and your kids seeing that. Absolutely. Um, uh, Guarding your heart, not filling your eyes and your ears and your mind um, with ungodly things. Yeah. and modeling that, you know, for your kids, mm-hmm. um, honoring your own parents. Absolutely. Um, don't, and, and then don't in turn, don't negotiate with where it comes to respect and obedience yeah. with them towards you. Right. But then they also need to see you honor your parents Absolutely. as well. The first one that you, that you mentioned mm-hmm. would you say that again honor god with your time like making sure you're going to church and make sure you're setting aside time for him yeah um i was listening i listened to ron carpenter a lot so i know <laughs> I'm, I'm referring to him again <laughs> but he was talking about uh his kids as adults now grown men married serving god um he said you know it did not matter he was talking about how that when they are a certain age, that's your time as a parent to correct them. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they'll reach an age where it's not so much about correcting them, but it's about influencing them. Right. And he said, um, they don't remember now when they sit around and talk, they don't remember things I said, but they remember things I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he gave a couple of examples. And one of them, he said, it did not matter what time they come in at night. As long as they lived under my roof, we were going to have devotion when they got home. If they brought friends home, if it was one o'clock in the morning, I'd get out of the bed and I was going to have devotion with them. Uh, He talked about being home to take them to school every morning. If that meant flying all night long from wherever he was preaching to get home and they remember those things and it it influenced them it impacted their lives so putting in the time uh and you know sometimes it it's inconvenient yeah but the things that you do that you have to 
do on purpose, mm -hmm. even though you're inconvenienced. When it comes to your kids, those are the things they're going to remember as adults. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it's the things that it just molds them. And it and it's it's so much more about what our kids see us do right. and mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Because they're watching. Yeah, absolutely. Even when you have no clue, <laughs> they're watching. They are watching. And um, and and they need to see us living for Jesus, yeah. mm -hmm. not just talking about living for Jesus. I think something I'm trying to figure out now is like the balance for me personally uh -huh. between like, because I'm with them all day. <laughs> yeah. And so figuring out the balance between spending time with them and also having my stuff separate, you know, like my hobbies or right. just other things to think about. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. And, and, then, and that's important. Oh, gosh. It yeah. is... Um, yeah, I think you're a better mother. Yeah. You're you're better at mothering, I right. guess. Right. Absolutely. When you make sure you take care of mama. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if that means uh a day that you, you know, you can kind of give the responsibilities to daddy. Yeah. <laughs> and just take your and just take your day oh you'll yeah. have many opportunities i'm yeah i promise you yeah and um and he needs to do to do the same thing and and you know you guys need to do things together and get grandma over mm -hmm. um to to yeah. babysit and and not neglect one another because we or ain't tawny yeah ain't yes. tawny can babysit. <laughs> yeah yeah it's crazy how moms balance Oh my! Yeah, it, it's it's amazing, you know, the things you can balance that you think you can't. I know. Like mm -hmm. I just don't think I can handle all this, but yeah, you, you do. know, you can yeah. and you do. And, yeah. and when they're all grown, you look back. I mean, I I watch Jesse now with with my grandbabies, and I think, oh, I just get tired just watching her. It just <laughs> makes me tired. And I think, how did I raise? two boys and yeah. how did I do it on the road with a newborn yeah, I don't and I don't you know, know a travel trailer and we would go from one church in one state to another church the next week like 48 to 50 weeks out of the year oh, until goodness. Logan was ready to start school and I I look back on it and it just, I think how did I do that <laughs> but God graces you to do what mm -hmm. you need to do yeah yeah and um and he can give you the ability to do it well if yeah. you choose you know, to, to really care about yeah. doing it, doing it the right way. Um, but yeah, there's, there's nothing like it. It is. And we've said it, I think we've said it three or four times. It is the most rewarding thing. Mm -hmm. I believe mm -hmm. a woman can experience yeah. and it can be the most challenging thing at the same time. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. Um, some of the other examples I had were um, honoring God with your finances. I think, mm -hmm. you know, we didn't do a great job of that all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, we did it the wrong way a lot. And when we, you know, kind of woke up and realized we got to do things the right way, thank God it was at a point where my boys were just really old enough to understand finances and and mm -hmm. those kinds of things so they they did get that modeled for them mm -hmm. um you know 
for a while now we've made mistakes since then obviously i think we all do mm-hmm. um but just making sure that you're making giving a priority and that you're mm-hmm. and that you're being a good steward with what god's given you absolutely you know i um when we bought our home um i had never except for you know when i was at home as a child i had never had a home that nice and that that big you know we had we lived in a trailer when we first got married and then um a really really small house um was our first purchase and then we sold it and moved into a rental house that was probably smaller than our other house and we rented and until we bought our home and I just felt like the Lord said to me if you will honor me with this that I'm giving you, then I'll just, I'll just keep blessing you. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we, and we've been through stages where we've not done a great job. Um, you know, we've, we've let the house get messy and, you know, when you have three boys and four dogs, I mean, it's hard to keep it clean, (laughs) but, but I think when you're a good steward with what God gives you, it sets a great example for your kids. Um, And I think the biggest one of all was spending time with God. And I, you know, I touched on this a little bit last night when I was sharing with Pastor. I didn't always do this very well. You know, I didn't always make time for God. I always felt like I was too busy to have a quiet time, too busy to spend time in the Word, and too busy to take time to pray. And I just realized, you know, why would I ever think that? Mm -hmm. You know, now that I I make that time and I'm really intentional about it, I think to myself, man, things could have been so much easier (laughs) if I had, because, I mean, I don't even find that I'm struggling to find time anymore. I Mm -hmm. I, I find that I'm, I have the time, Mm -hmm. you know, without even trying. Mm -hmm. So, you know, praying and reading your Bible and modeling it's that because in front we of your do, kids. we do, we make time for the things we want to do exactly. And when your want to changes, yes, right. it's amazing how that you have yeah. have the time. It makes all that. the difference in the yes. world. Yes, it's, you know, it, it goes back to leading by example, and um, and I would say not just leading by example, but leading with grace. Mm-hmm. You know. If I had, you know, someone that could have told me before my kids' teenage years not to rush to judge them when they mess up mm-hmm. because I'm I'm that mom that, you know, I don't want my kids to be the person that nobody wants to be around or the mm-hmm. kid that nobody wants to be around. Mm-hmm. I always wanted my kids to be enjoyable to be around. Um so when they would mess up, especially in public, I was very hard on them. Um, and I didn't do a great job for a long time at not reacting when I was in anger. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, my <laughs> I'm going to tell a little story on my dad. Hey, Daddy, if you're listening. <laughs> um, but my dad, when I would get in trouble and... I would be disciplined. He would never discipline me. In front of someone. Well, not just that, but he would never discipline me right then. 
he would make me go to my room mm-hmm. and I would have to wait until he had cooled down mm-hmm. and he was not angry. And then he would come in there and it wasn't just, let's get the discipline out of the way. He would sit down on the side of the bed and he would talk to me. Mm-hmm. Right. And he would explain to me, you know, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. This is what you did. This is why you're in this, trouble. Right. This is not acceptable behavior, you know, and he would go into that with me. And I respect that so much. Oh, yeah. Because if, I, if I'm if i looking back, I'm like, man, the times I could have done that with my mm-hmm. kids. Um, and I did do it sometimes. Yeah. But then other times it was just like a rush react, you know. Yeah. Um. And so just being slow to anger. Oh, my and, goodness. You know. <laughs> that reminds me. <laughs> Of a, we were, I come into a ladies' meeting one night, and this when this was back when Jenny Cox was over our ladies' ministries. Wow! And we had had some kind of class or uh, something where I had talked about, you know, sending your kids to school, um, not stressed out, you know, don't deal with major stuff, get them up early so they don't feel rushed have the clothes laid out, you know, do things that would make it easier for you in the mornings. And when you've got, you're getting two kids ready for school, you know, people that, those of you that, that do that every day, you understand it's, it's like, um, it's always easier. If you get prepared the night before, it seems like the morning goes by much easier. And, and I was talking about how that your kids didn't need to go to school upset. (laughs) I come into a ladies' meeting one night, and and Jenny looked at me, and she said, yeah. She said, I passed you. You had picked your kids up from school, and I passed you, and you were just letting them have it. (laughs) And I I looked at I didn't. I couldn't remember what she was talking about, (laughs) but I must have gotten on to them for something. And you never know who's watching. Yeah. <laughs> right. But anyway, I, my defense was, well, that was on the way home from school. <laughs> it's not on the way to school. <laughs> but there was so much truth in that. And mm-hmm. I guess the one thing that stood out to me is that what what we were teaching, what I was saying is so true. Yeah. But even more than that, you've always got eyes on you. Yeah. And I mean, now even, even more than than ever, you know, somebody's always looking and it's okay if you mess up. I said, Jenny, I am so sorry. I don't even know. I don't remember what I was fussing at them about, but I don't doubt it. And I said, I'm, I'm just glad it wasn't on the way to school. It right. was on the way home from school. But you are, that is so true, man. If, if we as parents could all be controlled enough mm-hmm. that when you know that you're angry um that you can take a step back and wait before confronting the issue with the kid um man there's so much wisdom in that and you know one thing i actually have written down here is the suggestion is to pray or to even count to 10 before you react or Mm -hmm. say anything Mm-hmm. Because if I had done that, there's yeah. so many times I could have avoided yeah. so much stress and anxiety. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. And um, you don't you don't want your kids, you know, if somebody asks, what is your mom like? And if if your kids would describe 
you as they're always mad or they're always sad. I mean, how heartbreaking is that? Yeah. And so that's sobering to think, you know, if someone were to ask my child, mm -hmm. um, give me three or four words that describe your mom, what would they be? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was in click. I may have been doing click. This has been a while back. And we were talking along those lines. Mm -hmm. And one of the girls who's grown and married now, and she doesn't live here anymore. Yeah. But she said something. <laughs> and her mom attended church. Her mom and dad attended church here. And she said something was, we were talking about parents. And she said, uh, my mom is lazy and she don't ever get off of the couch. Oh, no. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and kids will tell on you too. <laughs> and, the, and she told. And yeah. I thought, oh my gosh, what is my what are my kids saying about me? I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that oh gosh. that'll make you that'll make you want to make you set think. up and take notes. <laughs> oh my yes. gosh. Yes. Oh, oh me. Um, you are scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think yeah. the the thing is, I think you just you just need to seek God before you do any disciplining yeah. or instructing. And if yeah. that, you know, if you keep that rule, then you've got time yeah. to to think and mm -hmm. you know and and really kind of cool off. And well, I've, this keeps making me think of you know in Psalms where it says that the Lord directs the steps of the godly. Yeah. And mm -hmm. what I just keep, you know, I can get really, really stressed out and think, oh, my gosh, I have to do everything perfect. Or I can just think, okay, I'm going to keep continuing to grow my relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Try to listen to other people yeah. and learn as much as possible and then just trust God that I'm going to do the right things. Yeah. Because we can just go make, make ourselves go crazy trying to think of yeah, the perfect way. But of course, you and have to. It's unnecessary pressure. Yeah. on yourself when you do that. Um, yeah. But if you continue to grow your relationship with God, yeah, and that will help you. Mm -hmm. You know, and the Holy Spirit will guide you and that is key. teach you. Yes. Yeah, because I think I'm definitely a better parent to Tanner than I was to the big boys, and I tell them that all the time. I'm very open and honest with them about that because. I'm in a better place spiritually. Well, and you live and you learn. Right. Uh, you grow in the Lord. You've you've got two kids under your belt already you, that you, you know, <laughs> yeah. you you know how you kind of correct yourself as you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so right. I, I understand that. Um, and another really key thing is being consistent. Yeah. You know, let your yes be yes and let your no be no. And I was not always good at that. Like I said, you know, Eli especially, he knew what to say and the things to say and the things to do to, you know, mm -hmm. get me to change my mind. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but definitely being consistent and pray for them. Pray for them in private, but pray with them, you know, yeah. with them around and for them. You know, I'm learning and I'm doing a lot better at this with Tanner. You know, I'm I'm trying to remember every day as we're pulling up to the school to say a quick prayer for him. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, just letting him start his day out like that. Absolutely. You know, because like you said, if, you, if you're stressful beforehand, mm -hmm. um, then, you know, they're not going to have a good day. You're not going to have a good day. Right. Yeah. Um, 
I just and learned how to say amen, and it's I know it's that so sweet. It uh-huh. is so it is the sweetest. Um, and then I'm gonna share just a little bit of scripture because um, this is kind of where I feel like I've probably failed the most, and and that is in worry. Um, give them to God, mm-hmm. you know, and and let that let let God handle it because mm-hmm. you trying to control every situation, right. it it will drive you crazy. Matthew um six thirty or I'm sorry, six twenty five through thirty four. It says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, could add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider of the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Mm -hmm. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Absolutely. And those scriptures, um, most everybody that knows me knows that Matthew 6 is my favorite chapter of the Bible, Mm -hmm. and that's why. Mm -hmm. You know, not only does the first part of that chapter give so much, man, just so much good Mm -hmm. substance to making God a priority in your life. But then he also says, okay, you're going to have situations come up, but you don't have to worry because I'm going to take care of you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then practicing the fruit to the spirit, Galatians 5, 22 and 23 tells us love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all the things. And, you know, if we can just start out with love, yeah, right. I, I was looking at that. I, if we had time, I was going to share that. Yeah, absolutely. First um, Corinthians 13, um, in verse 4, love suffers long and is kind. And instead, in the place, and you'll have it in your Bible because we have the same study Bible. Yes. But it says when you read that, put Christ's name in place of love. Wow. So in verse 4, Christ suffers long wow. and yeah. is kind. Mm-hmm. Christ does not envy. Christ does not parade himself, mm-hmm. is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its, his own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in the in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, mm-hmm. bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Christ Never, never fails, fails. Right. Yeah. and when we have the love of Christ in us, yeah. and when we love like Jesus loves, um, even if we miss the mark from time to time, 
and we will. Yeah. Right. We we can get it back on track mm-hmm. and 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 make the wrongs. I mean, I I remember as when my kids were teenagers and I was trying to reach them because I I knew that I was I was um I felt like I was losing them. Um yeah. And I remember at one point I caught myself. I realized I'm trying to be their buddy. Mm-hmm. I'm their mama. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, so guilty of that. And I fixed it. I, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, and I apologized to them and I said, I'm not your buddy. I'm your mother. Yeah. And, and so I had to correct that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, God gives us grace. And if we will, if we will take inventory, pay mm-hmm. attention to yourself. <laughs> and, right. you know, I say go easy on yourself, but at the same time, you have to be honest mm-hmm. with yourself as a mother. And when you see that you're missing it, missing the mark somewhat, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't take, it doesn't take a whole lot. If you mm-hmm. can look at your kids and be, and be big enough to say, I am sorry. Yeah. I did that wrong. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I let you down. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm asking you to forgive me and you're going to see a difference. Mm-hmm. I'm making this change because, um, what I, the way I've been doing it was, is wrong. Uh, I remember having that conversation with my kids a couple of, couple of times. And, you know, I was the kind, I was the mother that I didn't let my kids spend the night away from home. I'd rather their company come to my house. Right. Cause I wanted my eyes on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they were always with me. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was doing it, you know, everything right. Yeah. And when when I began to see the rebellion and, you know, I would just a side note, you make sure you know who your kids are hanging out with. Yes. Uh, because it's huge. Yeah. They could actually be churchgoers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you just you always know who your kids are, mm-hmm. are hanging out with because they can be influenced. And don't ever make the excuse. If I had it to do all over again, I would never make the excuse. Well, maybe they can be a good influence on that mm-hmm. person because nine times no, no, out no. of 10, that is not going to be the case. Yeah, It's yeah. going to go right the In opposite. that age, they're being influenced. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, right. um, but you know, it's, um, it's motherhood is challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the stress and the difficulty of motherhood, it's inevitable. It's part of mm-hmm. us living in a broken, a fallen world. Yeah. But John sixteen thirty three says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, mm-hmm. but be, but of, be good of good cheer, yeah. because mm-hmm. I've overcome the world. Absolutely. And we can, we can rest in that and yep. know that, you know, we're going to face hard times. What um, scripture is that? Is that James? John sixteen thirty three. Uh, yeah. He mm-hmm. says in James too. Yeah, it does yeah. say it in James. Um, and the other scripture I wanted to share was Second um, Corinthians chapter twelve verse nine, and it says, and "This is one of my favorites." It says, "And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly." I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And I'm going to go ahead and read verse 10. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. Mm -hmm. For when I am weak, 
then I am strong. Mm -hmm. That's good. Because we're in Christ. Right. Um, right. You know, and I would say one of the things that I've learned to do, because in the last several years, I've battled anxiety really bad. Um, and when I feel really stressed and I feel my anxiety getting to a level that I just don't feel like I can bring it down on my own with being really diligent, I have started just saturating my home mm -hmm. with Jesus, mm -hmm. whether it's listening to a podcast, listening to a message, Praise and worship. turning worship music on, mm -hmm. which is yeah. probably the most effective way for me yeah. personally. Mm -hmm. um, but some people don't identify with music quite as much as I do. But when I'm feeling stressed and anxious, mm -hmm. yeah. there's music going in my house just about every time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a scripture that has really, I've been learning a, lo a lot about lately is the scripture that says that an idle mind is... The devil's playground. Devil's playground, yeah. That is the truth. It is very mm -hmm. true. It's crazy how productive you really can be if you if you plan out your day. Mm -hmm. Your yes. schedule. Like if you actually mm -hmm. plan. Yeah. Um, and it I don't know, I've just that's something that I've really come to realize in the last That always years. came easy for me. It, it I guess because I knew I had to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I I like I'm being that organized. type of person. But um I some I'm naturally are lazy. <laughs> I'm learning not to be. <laughs> I just don't want the pressure and the stress of not being prepared. I yeah. guess. Yeah, that's why, me. That's uh, me. I'm a very, like, I have a planner for yeah. work. I have a planner for home. Yeah, have, you're even crazier than Well, we than always me. say that me and Trey are opposite every other couple. Like, I'm the yeah. guy and he's the yeah, girl. That's, that's, that's I don't true. I know if you knew that, Mr. Gina. But that's true. I didn't know that. I'm that the opposite is true. of most women. So I have to learn that stuff. <laughs> That is true. Um, but um, to that point, you know, I, you know, I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes as well, but there is a really, um, uh, if you, if you feel like you need help, like organizing your life and whether it's budgeting or whatever, uh, Jordan Page, yeah. Fun, Cheaper, Free, she has not only a budgeting software, but she has a productivity software that, and, and you don't even have to purchase the software. You can just watch her videos and see some of her routines. She's a mom of eight kids. Crazy. And she does what she calls block scheduling. Mm -hmm. And that's what she does. She mm -hmm. plans out her day and she teaches you how to do that. And um, Very helpful for people like me. It <laughs> is. It is very helpful. I mean, yeah. just why people haven't thought about this before now. <laughs> I, know. I love her meal planning. Yes. Her the meal planning is my favorite. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because like what, like a working mom like myself and that's, I didn't add this at the beginning of the podcast, but we're all kind of in different stages as well. Shelby right. is, uh, Shelby and her husband are entrepreneurs. Um, it's with Regina, it, right. <laughs> yeah. With a newborn and a toddler uh, and a toddler. And Miss Regina is a pastor's wife, so mm -hmm. that in and of itself, I don't even know how you do it. <laughs> and then I work full time, so mm -hmm. we all have different, you know, yeah, outlooks and different things that have worked for but us. But you know, some that there are things that, uh, no matter what our lives are like, and we're all in a different season, mm -hmm. there are, there are some things that we all need, mm -hmm. like. Um, I think every mother 
I don't care what season, every mother needs a mentor. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. you reach a season in your life when you you need a mentor, but you also become the mentor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's just one example. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, even though we may be in different seasons and may, you know, dif- have different functions, a lot of our, a lot of the stuff is the absolute same same thing. You know, we get up and deal with the same things every day. Struggles are the same. Absolutely. are the same. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, So we have way more in common, um, even though we may have, we may be in different seasons. Yeah. 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 And I think we mentioned it earlier too. I think Shelby, you kind of mentioned it a little bit, but um, find a, find another mom to connect with Mm -hmm. that you can really spend time with. And, and, you know, I mean, Shelby and I are a great example of this. I'm 10 years older than her and I've learned so much from her. Wow. Um, Not about parenting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, just because I don't have kids your age, you know, the boy's age, if I did, then I would have learned a lot from you. Because if I could go back to where you are right now, I would do a, I would take a lot of tips from you seriously, because like I told you, I mean, I just admire so much the way y'all spend time with Isaac and the way y'all make him feel so important. Um, but yeah, just find another mom to connect with and to, um, like you said, maybe it's a mentor. Maybe mm-hmm. it's your turn to mentor somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and maybe it's both. Maybe you're, yeah. you know, I'm kind of stuck in the middle where I feel like I have been the mentor here recently and then I'm still being mentored. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think you yeah. can be both and yeah. and make sure that, like Shelby mentioned earlier, about her trying to find time for herself too. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're 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 making that a priority because that's honestly, I think the a mom's way to keep her sanity is yeah. is you to make be sure. Healthy. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Well, this has been good. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. anybody got anything else you want to share before we wrap up? Shelby, would you pray for us? Sure. Dear Lord, I just thank you for these women. I thank you for mothers. Lord, I thank you for your Holy Spirit's guidance for us, Lord. I just thank you that you have the Bible, God, that we can glean from, Lord. I thank you that we have people in our lives that we can learn from. And I just pray that if there's any mother struggling um, on Mother's Day, Lord, I just pray that your your Holy Spirit would just wrap them in comfort, Lord. I pray that if they need a mentor in their life, God, that you would lead that person, the right person into their lives, Lord. I pray that you would teach each one of us continually how we can grow closer to you, and and therefore you will guide our footsteps, Lord, that we don't have to worry about making every right decision and every perfect, we're not going to be perfect, God, um, but... I just thank you for your grace, and I thank you that you're continually teaching us. Um, I just pray over this podcast, Lord. I thank you that you've put this um, mission into Tanya and Josh's hearts, Lord, and I just pray that all their followers and listeners get something out of this, God. I I pray that you would um, move 
through the words that we've said, Lord, that we've only said things that you would that would glorify you. And um, I just pray for each listener that they would um, learn and get something out of this, Lord. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, happy Mother's Day and enjoy your day. Well, thank you guys for joining us on another episode of After Amen. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at After Amen Podcast. And you can find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Pocket Cast, and we even have episodes on Facebook. And if you would, uh, just like, subscribe, and share. And you can email us at afteramenpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, just give us some praise reports and any questions, topics you'd like to have discussed. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.